Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. This has been a very thick week, and by that I mean a week full of meaningful moments, times when I have reminded myself to pay attention, and I have remembered some very important truths, truths that I fear I sometimes overlook in the midst of our busy and chaotic lives, truths that I sometimes even take for granted so this morning, I'd like to invite all of us into a time of remembering. This week, I was reminded of the gift of life. Each Sunday for years now, you have heard me offering a blessing at the end of the service with words attributed to the 19th century Swiss philosopher Henri Amiel. They remind us that life is short and that we do not have much time to waste, to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. This week I was reminded of the gift of life. This week I was also reminded of the gift of learning in community. This past Wednesday, 20 of us gathered on a Zoom room screen to begin our study of Marcus Borg's wonderful book, Reading the Bible Again for the First Time. And within moments of gathering, I was reminded of the gift of coming together and learning from each other. Our lives are priceless experiences, and when we are able to spend time together, God is surely in our midst. I was reminded of how important that time of learning together in community can be. And finally, I also remembered what many of us were doing exactly three years ago today, on October 10th, 2018. Do any of you remember? We were gathered together in our beautiful sanctuary. After our first year together, the vestry made the decision to call me and my family to a permanent position here at Trinity Episcopal Church. It was a glorious night for a celebration a service in which we celebrated all of our ministry together. And I asked my dear friend and colleague in the diocese, Albert Jennings, to preach that night. He asked us to remember something as well. This is what he said. Don't forget the main thing as you continue ministry now together. It is too easy and too seductive to get stuck on the important A, B, C's of ministry, but often to forget the D of ministry. A is administration, B is the building, C is cash and all things financial. Oh, sure, those things are important, he said, and they must be tended to, but none of those can hold a candle to the D of ministry. Do you remember? discipleship. Thank you, Albert, my friend, for that wonderful reminder and for remembering that this week. 
So what do we do with all of that remembering when we turn to the gospel lesson we just heard from Mark? This is the story of the rich young man wondering what he needs to do to inherit eternal life. Yet another story in the Gospel of Mark underscoring what is most important and most valued in Jesus's eyes. Another reminder as well, a call perhaps to stay focused on who and how we can be courageous in our lives of faith, carving out our own ways of being disciples. So when I put all of that together this week, here is where I land. I said when I arrived here four years ago, I wanted more than anything for us to learn to live our lives in such a way together that there would be no doubt that we were a progressive, inclusive, creative community of faith in a downtown context and that no one would doubt who and what we were about. All of that is still true. Whether the, through the words of our 2030 vision that we finished this year, or the work that we're doing today, or some of the new expressions that we have started in ministry over the past 18 years during the season of COVID, this is who we are becoming more and more as disciples. So I think it's time to hear a story that I have read before. A story that helps me remember a very important aspect of this work of discipleship. Perhaps I'll read it once every year because I need to remember it. Maybe you do too. So sit back and listen well. This is what I pray we will remember every day as we continue to journey together. The Old Turtle and the Broken Truth story by Douglas Wood, and illustrations by John J. Muth. Once in a beautiful faraway land that was somehow not so very far away, a land where every stone was a teacher and where every lake was a mirror and every tree a ladder to the stars. Into this far and lovely land there fell a truth it streaked down from the stars, trailing a tail as long as the sky, but as it fell, it broke into two pieces. One of the pieces blazed off through the night sky, and the other fell to earth in beautiful land. In the morning, Crow found the fallen piece. It seemed to be a sort of stone, shining and pleasing to the eye. He picked it up. This is a lovely truth, said Crow. I will keep it, and he carried it away. But after he had held it for a while and examined it closely, Crow said, this truth does not feel quite right. A part of it is missing. I will look for a whole one. And he flew off and dropped to the ground. Other creatures who liked shiny things soon noticed it as well. Fox, coyote, raccoon, each picked it up and carried it a while. But they too found it had rough edges and was difficult to carry, and its sparkle soon lost its appeal. We do not need this broken truth, they said. We will find a whole one. Butterfly and bear also discovered the truth drawn by its sweetness, but each found that it left a bitter taste after all. There is something missing in this truth, they thought. 
and they left it alone as well. After a while, none of the creatures even noticed the broken truth anymore, and it lay on the ground forgotten. Then a human being found it. He was walking slowly, listening to breezes, gazing at beauties above and below and all around him when he found the broken truth. Carved into the stone were three words that said, You are loved. The man held it carefully, thinking it was the loveliest thing he had ever seen. He tucked the broken truth into a safe place and kept it. Sometimes he would take it out and admire it, and the truth sparkled just for him and whispered its message to him alone, and the man thought he had never felt so proud and so happy. The man took the wonderful truth to his people, those who lived with him, who spoke as he spoke and dressed as he dressed and whose faces looked like his, and together they cherished their newfound truth and believed in it. They hugged it to themselves, and it became their most precious possession. After a while, the man and his people did not hear the language of breezes and stones anymore, but heard only their truth. They did not see the mirrored beauty in the lakes or the ladders to the stars, but saw only their sparkling truth, and for them it was enough. And eventually, they started calling it the truth. The truth made the people feel good and proud and strong, but soon they also began to feel fear and even anger towards those who were not like themselves and did not share their truth. The other beings and other people of the lovely land seemed less and less important. Time passed and other people said, we must have this truth for ourselves, for with it comes happiness and power. Many battles were fought, and the broken truth was won and lost, won and lost, over and over again. But such was its power and beauty that no one ever doubted it. And when they were without it, they felt a great emptiness where their truth had been. The stones and trees suffered, the breezes and water suffered, and the animals and the earth, and most of all, the people suffered. Finally, the animals went to Old Turtle, ancient and wise as the mountains and seas themselves. Crow and fox went, coyote went, raccoon, butterfly, bear, and many others all went to see Old Turtle. This truth the people quarrel over, they said, we have all held in ourselves. It is broken and does not work. Please tell the people. I am sorry, answered Old Turtle, but the people will not listen. They are not yet ready. And the suffering continued. Until one day, a little girl came to find Old Turtle. Why have you come so far to find me, little one? asked Old Turtle. I want to ask a question, answered the little girl. Where I live, the earth is sore and people are suffering. Battles are fought over and over again. People say it has always been this way and will never change. Can it change, Old Turtle? Can we make it change? Old Turtle spoke. The world you describe is not the world that has always been, little one. Then Old Turtle told how the people had found the broken truth and the suffering it had caused. 
It is because it is so close to a great whole truth that it has such beauty and the people love it so, said Old Turtle. It is the lost portion of that broken truth that people need if the world is to be made whole again. But where is the missing piece? asked the little girl. Can we put the truth back together? First, my child, said the old turtle, remember that there are truths all around us and within us. They twinkle in the night sky and bloom upon the earth. They fall upon as every day silent as the snow and gentle as the rain. The people clutching their one truth forget that it is part of all the small and lovely truths of life. They no longer see these truths, no longer hear them, but perhaps, little one, you can. I'll try, said the little girl. Old Turtle spoke again. Remember this also, little one, the broken truth and life itself will be mended only when one person needs another someone from a different place, or with a different face, or different ways, and sees and hears herself, only then will the people know that every person, every being is important, and that the world was made for all of us. For a long time, then the two new friends were quiet high on their hill in the very center of the world. And in her heart, the little girl thought she could see other people in other beautiful lands, people with their own ways, their own truths, people different from her own, but still somehow the people. Finally, the little girl asked one more question. Old Turtle, how will the people learn these things? By seeking out those small and simple truths all around them, said the turtle. By listening once more to the language of breezes, by learning lessons from stones and animals and trees and stars, even turtles and, yes, little girls. Now, little one, it is time for you to go to return to your people, to tell them what you have seen and learned and to help them mend their broken truth. Take this with you, said Old Turtle, as he placed something in the little girl's hand. I have saved it for a very long time, for someone just like you. The little girl looked at what Old Turtle had given her. It was a kind of stone, a mysterious, beautiful stone. It was lovely to touch, and it made her feel good to hold it. She squeezed it tightly and then tucked it away for her journey. Thank you, Old Turtle, she said, and hugged her friend's great leathery neck, and then she started home. It was a very long journey, and for those who take journeys of the heart, they are always changed. So much so that the people at home did not recognize her, and when she spoke, they did not understand what she was saying. She told them of her journey, but the people could not follow her words. She spoke of a world made and small gentle truths of all peoples being one people, but they could not catch her meaning. She explained about the broken truth and the need to make it whole, but the people did not believe her and could not understand. Finally, she climbed to the highest place in the village, 
she took Old Turtle Stone from her pocket and carefully added the missing piece to the old broken one. The fit was perfect. The people looked and looked. Some frowned, some smiled, some even laughed and some cried, and they began to understand. The stone that had fallen from the highest place, added to the old broken piece that said you are loved, had a new piece with new words that simply said, and so are they. From that day forward, tiny truths fell day and night, gentle as the rain and snow, and the people found them and kept them in their hearts. And slowly, as the people met other people, different from themselves, they began to see themselves. And far away on a hill, in the very center of the world, Old Turtle smiled. This is the end of the story, and I pray the continuation of ours. Thank you for the journey we have traveled together these first four years. They have truly changed my life. You remind me of so many important things, things that I can't remember until I live in community. May we learn to walk together towards a world where justice and freedom, kindness and compassion, truth and mercy shape our actions and our words every day always remembering that we are loved and so are they. May it be so.